Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh my God, they're back! We didn't go away for long. We went away for one day. I mean, I've been on, I would say, longer golf trips than the gap we had between Series 1 and Series 2. Oh, we're going away. We'll only come back if you say you love us. Yeah. One person says we love you. And we're back! <laughs> we're only teasing you. The person who said they love us was the other presenter to the other one. Hooray! <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we were so nakedly fishing for uh, compliments. It was like someone sort of pretending to leave a party at 10 o'clock. I should go. I should go. And they know full well that everyone's going to say, no, yeah. go on. Oh, you should stay. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever done that at the party gone. I should go. And everyone's gone, yeah, you probably should. Oh, yeah. You're actually a bit weird. Yeah, to be honest, I don't like your company at all. People then go outside, have one cigarette, walk back in, and everyone goes, oh my God, they're back. Never went anywhere. Like, we've been out for a cigarette, we're slightly smelly, but we're back. And that's the most important thing. I am quite smelly today, Tom, because I have just been doing my exercises. And this does relate to golf, actually. You were doing golf exercises? Well, I, so I started doing kettlebell stuff about six weeks ago. Oh, here we go. Listen, mate, I'm 42. If you, I'm entitled to my midlife. If anything, I'm late for my midlife crisis. So you start on the old Ketley Bs, have you? I've got the, I've got the KBs going on. I've got the, I've got the KGs on the KBs. And um, <laughs> my mate Kai, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. He's a PT. He's an actor, but he does PT on the side. And he sets you up with a little routine, basically, on, on an iPad. So you stick your iPad in front of you and you just follow all the exercises. So, so he set me up with this thing and we were talking and he really doesn't like golf at all. In fact, he actively hates everything about it. But I said, listen, I, I really want to do some stuff around my shoulders a bit maybe and and just try and get my core because you if you're swinging well you do use that core you know that rigid yeah. core to swip it around so i started he said all right i can i can build some of that and he wasn't keen he was like you'll be asking me for cricket tips next um uh so he was like all right i see what i can do then I'll, I'll have a go so he puts this he puts this stuff into it and it's made a difference mate really it's made a little cheeky difference. I've got to be honest with you. My, I, sure, I've done a bit of bicep work, but it's, I don't feel massively different. But the shoulders and the core, I feel a bit stronger when I'm hitting the ball. And I, I played yesterday and I just, and I had, because I hadn't played for two weeks, and I, but I'd been doing the exercises over the last two weeks. And I noticed a difference. But this is the great thing about golf is, did John Daly ever do any of this? Mm. No. You don't need this in your life. You, you don't. I'm, absolutely. You so don't true. You have to yeah, be yeah, like yeah, this yeah. to be a good golfer. Look at John Daly. He didn't need dumbbells and kettlebells and anything else. That is the motto of the lazy golfer, isn't it? For, for decades now, people have said in golf clubs up and down the land after an appalling round of golf and they're sitting there on their eighth pint, they've said, yeah, but look at John Daly. If... <laughs> If he can rock up with... I remember reading about it back in the 90s. I used to read Golf Magazine 4, right? Which is... You wouldn't remember this, Tombo. I got a letter published in 4, right? Oh, no. Um, And uh, 
uh, there was an article about John Daly and what he took on the course with him. He t- he- oh, the peanut M&Ms and the yes. Diet Coke and the SIGs. And the 60 SIGs, not just SIGs. 60 SIGs, yeah. 60, Mar- 60 Marlboro Red. Oh, they'll do it as well. Oof. They'll do it. There's a very famous story, which I really like, um, which is an interaction between John Daly and Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. And they'd finished a round of golf and John Daly was in the parking lot putting his shoes on and Tiger walked past and John was like, oh, where are you going to Tiger? And Tiger was going to the driving range and John was like, what are you doing? You're good. You don't need to go to the driving range. We're going for beers. We're going for a night out. And apparently Tiger Woods said to John Daly, he said, John, if I was 10% as naturally talented as you, I wouldn't go to the driving range either and walked off. That's how good John Daly is. Oh, I love He doesn't even need to practice. He's just so good. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is... I don't know. It's one of those sort of old wives' tales of golf that is always told, and I don't know whether it even ever happened or not, but I, I like to believe it did. If your swing goes all the way back there, if you do that as your swing, You've got to have significant natural talent to bring all that yeah, to bear but- and that timing and get that in, you know. And he's short game, under, much underrated. Don't forget John Daly to win the Open, f- uh, famously hold that putt. Oh, no, was that Constantina Rocker? Anyway, Do- John Daly, when he won the Open at St. Andrews, he held a ridiculous putt. He had an incredible short game as well. He's, he is a natural athlete. And I'm going to send you a photo now. Right, and I'm not going to... I don't want to name names here because I think it's a bit... What I'm going to do is a little bit unkind here. Mm. And I don't want to name names, but it is funny. Go on. Um, there's, this is like a lower level golf league, right? Yeah. And they were celebrating the player who'd, um, who'd had a lot of wins recently. And this was the bloke who'd had a few wins recently. <laughs> Check this guy out. <laughs> Check that athlete out. Yeah, boy. <gasps> he looks like someone's put a filter on him. A fat filter. He, yeah. Oh, I feel me. I'm oh. not like... Okay, I want to clarify what I think's funny about here. I, mm. I don't think it's funny that he's a bigger bloke. No. That's not what's funny. No, it's not. It's what's funny is that is being heralded as the top of this sport. He is. He is. That man there. Mm. And I think, that's, I think that's, there's something so beautiful about that. Mate, he is at the top of his game. And, and by game, I mean eating game. Um, and you know he, do, but also like yeah, of course we're not poking fun at fat people. That's not what we're into in this podcast. But that's not the no, that's not what the funny is here. Not at all. But he is wearing a very tight top, and that is not helping with the image of an athlete in my head versus the image of an incredibly brilliant golfer wearing a very tight top. Um, and yes. I think there's something fabulous and something quite. I'm going to say it quite sexy about a very big bloke being very good at golf because there's something almost with the strike of the golf ball and dropping a hundred yard wedge shots onto a green there's something almost like ballet about that it's so beautiful and majestic and so nimble footed but you've got a 20 stone bloke here and there's five (laughs) stellars after the game and he's doing it and i just think that's amazing but it is a golf swing is a dance a golf swing and not that i'm suggesting we make strictly come golfing but I'd like to. I'd watch it. Oh, I'd watch it. Um, I'd be in it happily. Give us a call, TV land. Um, but it is a... I did have this yesterday. I, was, I played Richmond yesterday and there was one moment my driver was going okay and I suddenly loosened up and came right around onto it and it just... I did this movement that I remember Howard, my pro, months ago telling me, your left heel should slam down you and I couldn't make it happen. And yesterday I threw myself into it, threw those hips around and my left heel as if by magic like Dorothy's heels clicking together in The Wizard of Oz. It just slammed down and I was like, and I hit the most incredible baby draw, 290-yard drive. It was absolutely the the best drive I've ever hit. And I just thought, oh, 
because that's what you think, isn't it? You hear that shot. Oh, it wasn't just the. Oh, there we go. It wasn't the context only of a lovely course, of a lovely day, of uh, a good card. It was the the context of can I do that again? Can I? And you have these moments that keeps bringing you back to golf. And I'll come to how my golf game looks later into the podcast. But I had a similar moment to you the other day where I had a... It was it, I, it was a 290-yard drive down the middle of the fairway. And oh. yes, that was helped because of the conditions at the moment. Bring on the drought, I mate. Bring playing... on the drought. I am, you know, everyone's yeah. saying how serious it is. Sure, it's serious. But have you seen my average yardage? It is going through it's the roof, through guys. the roof. Yeah. Um, so I had this beautiful drive down the middle and I'd been playing pretty crappy on this round of golf. Like, not bad. Like, I think I ended 16 over, which is fine, How? but it's just a bit flabby. Give me mood. Give me give me mood analysis. What mood were you in at this point? It, 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 that, that tells me everything. I For me now, I'm where, I, where I'm with my golf is 16 over for me is an average bad round, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was just like, this is fine. And like 16 over is not bad. Like it's fine. Yeah. So I just leave feeling this sort of melancholic, oh, it's fine. As opposed to being angry, I don't get angry anymore. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Mm. So I hit this drive down the middle and it was down the 16th. So you really sort of come into the, the bitter end of the round. Three, 290 yards down the middle. Oh. Gap wedge, 75 yards to two foot oh. tapping birdie. And I was like, that's going to keep me coming for the next month. Golf is so easy. Yeah, when, man, when, when that happens, it's just an absolute doddle. So I played Richmond Park yesterday. Absolutely beautiful. I played with my mate Jimmy and I played with Dominic Holland, who is the dad of Tom Holland, who plays Spy. No. I played with Spider Dad. Yeah, me and Dominic. What? Oh, buds, he'll come on. We'll get him on the pod. He's a lovely, lovely man. He loves his golf and he'll come and chat golf and he's incredibly funny. He's a brilliant stand up comic. Uh, if you never saw. Hold that Jeff mm. on here. Sorry, go on. You play with Tom Holland's dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland, big golfer as well himself. But he'll, he'll, he plays with his dad all the time and his dad. Tom was like, oh, yeah, Tom will come along next time and we'll play somewhere. And I was like, sorry, excuse me, what? Um, yeah, he's, well, he's Jeff a brilliant Jimmy, golfer. Jimmy who? Jimmy in the bin. Get old TG, your old mate down there. Pop Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy McGee can go on the bag, mate. I'll Jimmy put, McGee on the bag, yes. I'll put, I'll put McGee on the bag and I'll put green player four. Thank you very much. So I'll have the two Hollands, Price, Green and McGee on the bag. Well, how about that? I mean, sign me up, my guy. That sounds bloody great. Um, so, so I play with Dominic, and uh, he's a lovely guy. He speaks like that. I'm Dominic Holland. Uh, if you've never, if you've never seen him do stand up, he's still on the circuit now, and he was incredibly uh, famous back in the day. Still very famous now, but he was a very famous stand up in the nineties. Um, and uh, yeah, he he was um, uh, he well, he's friended me now on the My EG app, so we can go into that in a little while. Um, but we were having a lovely round, and I played just the most beautiful golf i was through 15 holes tombo and indeed listeners four over par four over par wow that's nice including four four birdies i birdied no three birdies no four i birdied every single par five i got on in two on every single par five at richmond park right so i'm in a good place at this point i've worked out my weight i'm putting more weight onto my left foot when i strike the ball i've got this lovely swing happening and i'm in a great place and then I got an eight on a par five, and then I got a double bogey, and then I got a bogey. So I dropped four shots in 15 holes, and then uh, six shots in three holes. Nice, 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 nice. nice, I couldn't sleep last night, Tom, and this is why this is very therapeutic for me. I promise you, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so traumatised by what had happened. 
Yeah, because it was all coming together for you. But they do say pride comes before a fall, don't they? And I bet in your wow. head you were already totting up that round and what it was going to yeah. do for you and your handicap. Yeah, oh, it was a handicap round, mate. You. It was in the MyEG. Yeah, you can it see it. Give us a friend, Tom Price on MyEG. Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was, mate. So anyway, um, I played with Spider Dad. And uh, last word on Dominic Holland, and I will get him on the show, is he's, uh, he's, a, sh- he's a shorter chap. Uh, and he's got incredibly muscly calves. And Shorter than f- me? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a tiny little thing, tiny little thing, and um, tiny little uh, spider dad, little spider dad, and Jimmy, well, spiders are small. Jimmy pointed out to him, God, Dominic, look at your calves, they're they're, they're strong, and and Dominic, quick as a flash, went, of course I've got strong calves, I breed superheroes. Wow, all right, pride, proud spider dad. Pride Spider, I breed superheroes. It's what I do. Interest. Wow, this is fascinating. Yeah. yeah I uh, I mean, I don't even know where to go with this other than I would like to play golf with Tom Holland's dad and Tom Holland, preferably. Also, right. Tom Holland is a, is a slighter bloke. He's quite a small guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small guy. But um, an absolute joy. My, Jimmy's played with him. It says he's the most delightful guy. So, um, But he's a very keen golfer. But when he plays, um, he has to go fully anonymous. He has to go full on doesn't say where he's playing, doesn't put his name down on the thing, because they did once he put his name down on the, um, uh, you know, when he booked it, and he turned up and there was a phalanx of press and fans waiting outside. It was Yeah, like I'm being... not surprised. I mean, Tom Holland's huge, man. He's yeah. massive. It, it happens to us for... at Muswell Hill. They've got security at Muswell Hill for us now, which is nice. Yeah, we, I, we just go down as TGTP, don't we? <laughs> Who's that going to be? <laughs> oh, talking about celebrity golf. Oh, we yeah. might have already spoke about this. Go on. What? Well, hang on, wait there. Harry Styles is... Harry Styles is... Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Advert. Oh, I think. Harry's oh my what? Oh, Harry who? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's that's a proper. That is a, that is oh. con- content edging there from Tom Green. Uh, all right, quick ad, and then back with Harry Styles chat. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
Oh, they weren't away for long, were they? The cheeky cherubs in the back for <laughs> season two of Golf is Rude of My Life. Episode one, we're sprinting down the first. So, come on, Harry Styles, what? Harry Styles has joined mm. Hampstead Golf Course. <gasps> Are you kidding? Harry Styles me? joined Hampstead Golf Course. Is that a known fact? Are we allowed to broadcast that fact? I don't know. I'm broadcasting it. Have now, mate. Have now. Wow. Too late. <laughs> is he so is Harold? Well, he's called Harold, so he's bound to be a golfer. Is he? A, is he a bit of a golf fan then? I think so. I, I, I know when to, um, One Direction was starting up and stuff, they all got a little bit into their golf when they were touring the world, and it was something to do on location. And I know yeah. they all got fully kitted up with clubs and sponsored and all that sort of thing. So yeah. I think Harry's a bit of a golfer, and uh, yeah, apparently he's enjoyed. Um, uh, Hampstead or is it Highbury who knows it could be one of, it's one of the H's it's one of the posh H's <laughs> go in, if you're going to go and stalk a golf course Highgate Hampstead Highbury Hampton um, Hammersmith <laughs> yeah. go and fill your H's it's any boots. of the London based H's he will, he's called Harry he'll only play at a golf course beginning with his uh, beginning with an H makes sense it makes sense um, you know who I saw the other day playing at Muswell Hill no Tom and I believe I'm going to get this wrong but I'm going to go for, I'm going to commit to it Tom Felton. Harry Potter. Not well, Harry not Potter, quite. but Draco. So I'm standing on the uh, par three, uh, uh, 12, right? Par three, 12, where you so nearly got your hole in one. And yes. there's a chap playing by himself and he's just played the fifth. And you know, the fifth green is right next to the 12th green, right? And he suddenly starts, he walks over the ditch and just walks past us to the 13th tee which is our next tee and very much not his next tee because he's on the 5th and he's finished the 5th but he's walking I can see how you could get confused it's a confusing crossover point and we're all looking at each other and no one knows when to say something eventually I was like you alright mate in the nicest possible way are you alright hi you okay oh I'm looking for the 6th and I was like oh oh listen you need to go back down now alright cheers and and I was like that's Draco Malfoy there Tom Felton wow yeah celebrities on golf courses Dalagon Abbey, whoever it's called. Yeah, go on, what, what? It's, it's no, a sort of I... half joke, that, isn't it? Because oh. I've not done it right. Well, listen, I'll take a Diagon half joke. Should... Alley. Diagon Alley! Diagon, pissing said... Diagon Alley! <laughs> um, you know what he was looking for? He, he, go on. You know what he was looking for? Ba- bag full of ones? There? Yeah, go on. No, no. Mm. Whole nine and three quarters. Oh, it's good That's stuff. very good stuff. That's very good stuff. Because that sort of works, because it's yes. between holes. This is like a whole 19. That's where you stop for your um, wizard pop, whatever it is they drink. I don't know either, mate. I don't know either. Uh, this makes me think this is a good um, email in. The Toms at golfisruiningmylife.co.uk. Celebrities you've seen playing golf. Should we do that? I'd love that. I would absolutely do love that. that. The Toms at golfisruiningmylife.co.uk or .com. I never know. I never know. <laughs> I'll just, just tweet us at, at the Price Tom on Instagram, at Price Tom on Twitter. What are you on the bits again? At this is Tom Green on all social medias. All social medias At available. This is Tom Green. We've I've actually. Do you know what? To sort of go back on ourselves and talk about when we ask for people to proverbially blow our wands. Yeah. Tell us how good we are. <laughs> I got a lot of lovely messages from lovely listeners of this show that listen every single week, and genuinely, it's a small group of people, but mm. it's an it's a dedicated group of people. Yeah. It's basically a large high school school hall of real big fans of this show. I like that. That's fine. We've, we, we've closed the doors. We don't want anyone else in. I'm absolutely happy with that because if I'm honest, Tom, I'm really only making this podcast for myself to have golf therapy. And if people happen to listen, that's fine by me. Yeah, if anything, don't tell people about this podcast. I had a very nice chat with Jason, our mate Jason at Muswell Hill the other day. He listens. His, his uh, partner, Sasha, right, who is a, very much a jazz musician and not a golfist at all, she listens. She's what? Listen- 
What's she, she getting out of this? She's, listen, mate, I think it gives her, and if you've got another half in your life who doesn't like golf, play this podcast to them and maybe they'll understand your world a bit. Maybe they'll get into it a bit. Do you know what I mean? Talking about your other halves, here's one for you. Go on. I did, I did what I can only imagine is the most middle class old man thing ever on Saturday. Me and Em had a bit of an argument. Yeah. And she went out and she was, she already had something to do. So she was going out. I was so angry. I went down to the golf course and for two hours chipped, just chipped <laughs> over and over and over again for two hours, two hours worth of chipping, angry. I'll tell you what, I got really, really good at it. I mean, you know what? You're going you're gonna to come up with an amazing scorecard in a few rounds time because of that chipping. And you'll be like, Em, can I thank you? And she won't understand. She's helped you on your way. Hang on. So you were up there on Saturday afternoon. I went there on, no, Saturday morning. It was ah, just in the okay. crossover. This is really niche. But yeah, because of my membership, I can only play in the afternoons on the weekend. So I couldn't actually have a round of golf. I, I could have done by the time I'd finished my two hours of chipping, Fine. but I couldn't at the start. And and I really want to work on, I really wanted to work on my chipping. So mm. I just went down there and it really helped. It really, really helped. So your chipping is amazing. Your personal life's in a mess. But to be honest, where's the priority? I think chipping is more important, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to encourage me and Em to have more arguments now yeah. because it it means I can hone certain parts of my golf game. Next week, the seven iron. <laughs> You're going to start picking fights with her. Um, this is the thing, though, that drives me nuts is that we all go, I went to a range before I played at Richmond. They've got a little range and I, that's one of the reasons I played so well. And you go to Muswell Hill, we've got a net, we don't have a range. Um, well, a ra- we don't have a range that isn't also a hole. Um, don't but, even get me started. Don't even, unbelievable. Um, but the best golfers are the ones who go and chip before they play. Because you're going to hit the ball there or thereabouts. What you want is to be chipping it close. If you are scrambling, you are going to get a good card. And if I see, if I'm playing a competition and I see the person I'm playing and they're chipping properly, properly, having a proper practice of their chipping, I know I'm in trouble because that is where it's at. So this is what clicked for me the other day is I'm at a point now where my golf game is, my drives are pretty decent at the moment. That's not causing me much troubles. My irons in are, are there or thereabouts. And yeah. it's the it's the issue when they're not on the green and then I have to chip close. That should be from that point when you've got a 58 degree in your hand or whatever, that yeah. should be up and down every single time. And it's never that for me. And you that's where be... I'm adding a shot onto my game. Uh, this is exactly well decade golf which we talked about a few episodes ago back in series one back in the day um decade golf will have a percentage for you that will tell you if you are chipping from 15 yards you should get up and down or the pros would expect to get up and down six in eight times or five in eight times and it'll give you that context which is so helpful so when you're going towards those chips you should be thinking i'm going to get this up and down and if you don't you, you can get too mad it's not the end of the world but you should be doing it a lot more than you are um and it will the difference it will make to your score is bigger than anything else you can go and have a driving lesson you can go and have a, a lesson just on your five irons or your seven irons but how often do you play those in a round oh with, dri- with driving i guess quite a lot but you chip on almost every hole really yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a point there where most people like i'm addicted to golf how often do i go and put time in outside of me and i'm having an argument to go <laughs> and actually practice small parts of your game you don't do it we should 100 percent be all be doing that like yeah. We yeah. should 100% all be doing that. And I've yeah. I've made an agreement with myself now where I don't play as much golf because it's a four-hour commitment in the middle of the day and whatever, and that can be difficult. But yeah. I can get to the golf course four, five times a week for an hour, an hour and a half, like no yeah. questions asked. 
And I can be putting time in to parts of my game that's really going to push me forward. And that's my plan now, is even when I can't do a full round, is, okay, I'll go for an hour and just chip for an hour and see what it does to me. The difference it will make will be uh, your your golf scorecards will be unrecognisable. Unrecognisable. You will be down to single figures in a heartbeat. It's all about chipping. Once you're within 20 yards, if you can get up and down three out of four times... think about what that'll do to your car that will take six or seven shots off your round it's insane so I played with a guy at our course the other day um, a lovely bloke called Patrick and it was one of those where uh, this really happens at Muswell Hill and I don't know if this happens at a lot of other courses but Muswell Hill's really good for it Mm. is if you want a tea time and there's a single there or there's two blokes there just add yourself onto their round and people are really friendly and really okay with that at Muswell Hill yeah 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 so There was three of us wanted to play and the tea time had a single in. So we just added ourselves in, which is a bit maybe Asbo because you've gone from a one person round to a four ball, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. And we played with a guy called Patrick. Oh, yeah. And um, he had a handicap of uh, three, right? <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. And he had one of the most um, low drama. It was, it was not, Patrick did not play impressive golf right? Yes. I hit a lot more shots that were far more impressive not to blow smoke at my own box. No, no, I know what you're did. saying. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh-huh. We found ourselves in the 15th hole and he just missed a putt. He went, damn it, I'm two over now. <laughs> I went, you what? He went, yeah, yeah, that's me two over. I'm like, how the hell have you done that? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, And it crazy, was just it? everything. It was, he never, and I, I said this to as we walked down one of the holes with him, I said, you've, you've not put a foot wrong on yeah. this golf course yeah it's astonishing it's astonishing it's driving dry you got to go straight every time every tee shot boink doesn't matter if it's 300 yards boink 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 and it's a killer if you're playing against that because you see that on the first tee and think i've got this guy and suddenly pa 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 oh shit it's unbelievable yeah and that and that is similar to what i had when i played in the club champs i played with a guy who's off 0.4 and i just kept thinking hang on you're no better than me Oh, but you're yeah, one over thing, through 15. So so what is that? What is the difference between him and me? It's tidiness and it's consistency. And it's not having the fucking eight on a par five 16th or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And that is it, isn't it? That's the difference. And that is the only difference this game puts up for people. Yeah. And don't think it... Of course, it'd be better if you hit longer or whatever. You had a more sexy ball flight or a better swing of course that's better yeah. but the difference between the vast majority of golfers is their level of consistency kieran my 28 29 handicapper mate he can he can drive the ball as far as i can on on the right hole but yeah. his consistency is just bonkers and yeah, 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 yeah it's just a bigger or lesser degree of that as you go down the handicap it's so true. But it, that has really, um, playing with those guys who are amazing, uh, whose handicaps are amazing, has really driven me on. It's not to denigrate them, but it's just to think, oh, hang on. The, the, and it's the same if you are, you know, say I'm off, what am I off? Nine. I'm off six technically, but really I'm off like nine, I reckon. Uh, someone who's 17 or 18 might watch me and think, oh, I, you know, he's not that much better than me. And it's just a scoring thing. It's just a scoring thing. It's management. It's it's consistency. These tiny little things. But I guess that's what's so enticing about golf, isn't it? You know, it's it's so unique in this sport that you can play with someone who is that much better than you, but actually when you're playing with them, you're like, oh, there's not that big a difference. It's just a few tweaks. doesn't feel that way. And here's, mm. going back to the phrase we used earlier, pride before a fall. Mm. You know what my golf game's like, and I think you know what the front nine of Muswell Hill can do for me. Yeah. 
And it's often where I rack up a lot of a lot of um, shots on the front nine. Yeah, it's, a, it's difficult. There's a lot of OB. I really struggle with the front nine. Yeah. Um, so standing on the um, sixth, is that the stroke index one? The par four? Is that the sixth? Uh, the goes on the hill. That's seventh. 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 Yeah. I was two over. Oh wow, that's gorgeous. I was two over, and and in my head, I'd already had. I was in a competition, so I was like, I've won the competition. This is it. This is where I go single figures. So I had all these emotions. I was so proud. I was so happy as I stood on that stroke index one yeah. and topped my drive <laughs> into the trees. Oh, God's sake. Oh, God. And then I did the same on the par three. Oh. And I'd gone from two over to I finished those nine holes, ten oh. over. Oh, it makes me feel so much better because that's exactly what I did at Richmond yesterday. What, how does this sport do that? Because how can you go? And this is what hit me as I walked down after I'd taken that drive. You cannot take your eye off the fucking ball for one second no. in this game no. or it'll eat you alive. Or you cannot look at the ball for one second. Look everywhere else. But as soon as you stare into the heart of the sun that is this game, that's it, you're blinded. It's, yeah. I, I started to have thoughts on the 14th and 15th and thought, I think I'm at eight over. Then I looked at my card and at that point I was three over. And I just thought, oh shit. And I can I can show you my card and go, there you are. That's the point where I had the thought walking down that hole. That's where I thought this could be a really great card. It's it's you know, and that's why you have to play all the time. Because then you get over that sort of excitement. It's a bit like when you first start to hit good drives and you find yourself in these amazing spots in the fairway and then you duff your wedge because yeah. you can't believe you're there. And over time you get over it. <laughs> and you, you know. But it totally, it happens all the time. It's the same with the scorecard. You need to get to a point where you go, I've been two over, three over, ten over, whatever you're aiming for, on the fourteenth before. I've been here before, it I'll get here again. So don't Go nuts. Don't think I'm going to blow it. Just crack on and you'll be fine. It's just you've got to keep doing it again and again. And here's a really chat. Really. Here's a really chat. Here's a really you chat. I've been on the radio for the last mm-hmm. four hours. Yeah, coming. yeah. Here's yeah. some really chat. Yeah. Here's an interesting one. I had this chat with my mate, Kieran, golfer, 28 handicap, in the jacuzzi of our... Um, <laughs> of my mansion in the hills. No, of our gym yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um and I said, because golf for me is the sport that I've got into the most in my life, I'm not particularly sporty, I never have been, but mm. my golf knowledge, I would say, is pretty vast now. I've really mm. engulfed myself in it in the last four to, four to five years and yeah. goes back to my childhood playing. And I was talking to him about golf and other sports and I was like, when you know golf as well as we do, you can see the vast difference in skill that goes from like the best player at your golf course or mm. the best one of the best players for Lancashire right now mm. the difference between them and playing on the PGA Tour is galaxies unbelievable yeah and like if you like you're the, the best player at your golf club the guy that's on plus two or whatever he has no chance of playing on the European Tour and I find that idea fascinating it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and, and that's why I love going to watch pro pros play because it's just a different it's a different species. But is is that gap as true for other sports? Like if you were to go and see, if you were to go and see a decent Sunday league side uh, mm. at football, so a decent 11 a side that's got sponsors, maybe these blokes get a few hundred quid a game, but it's yeah. not proper football. How big of a difference is the, well, the, the football they play to the yeah. football that's played in League One? or the Premier League. Like, what is the difference? Because uh, the golf equivalent is yeah. Galaxies. It's also Galaxies. <laughs> is it? I, okay, yeah, I've had fine, this conversation. Right, no, okay, no, fine. it's it, but it's good. It's, I've had this conversation before. When you watch Premier League, having watched, I used to watch Derby County a lot years ago, and they were crap. They were in the, I think the equivalent of the first division then. And then I went to watch Liverpool a lot recently. The difference is the skill those players have got is 
unbelievable. They are the best of the best of the best. And then 90% of those best dropped out. And then it's the top 10%. And then one of 1% of that 10% might make it. It's insane. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Um, listen, our time so is So maybe up. this is me just going, aren't pro sports people good? It's a Cheers. Great, it's a really great comment. And that's the, that is the sort of incisive analysis that you can get on golfers ruining my life. These are the sort of hot takes we're yeah. going to be delivering yeah. to you over Series I, uh, 2 is, aren't professional golfers good at golf? I love that golfers ruining my life. They really pointed out that, that professional sports people are good at their sport. And I think, you know, that's what we offer. <laughs> um, listen, thanks for um, still listening. And uh, we will, well, we're back, aren't we? Series 2 is underway. Um, yes. I don't know what to offer up. I mean, we'll be back next week with more golf chat. That's really the, the headline there. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you know all the usual places to do that. The Toms at golfersruiningmylife.co.uk and on the Instagrams. And don't forget to friend us on my EG so me and Tom can go through your rounds uh, with Tom Price and Tom Green. Search for us up yes. at Muswell Hill. There you go. And I guess the take home here, guys, is if you liked what happened in Series 1, it's more of the same. Yeah, more it is. That. Yeah, it is. Nothing wrong with that, though. That's Nothing fine. That's okay. As Tom said, give us a give us a comment. I think the big thing I want to push for for this series is slam that subscribe button at the top of Spotify, at the top of Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you're listening. Slam yeah. that subscribe button because it means we will land in your phones as yes. soon as the episode is published, and that's the best way of getting us quick. Perfect. Play well, everyone. And as always, a bye bye now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.